0: And as promised, we have Vanessa Coulter with us with a and uh, she is uh, she is uh, she got a lot of uh, she has a lot of initials. She's an APRN CRP, and that's Advanced Practice Registered Nurse and Certified Nurse Practitioner. And thank you for joining us on the Drive Time News here on KFGO.
1: Thanks for having me, Jack.
0: Well, you know, th- there's going to be a lot of talk. There's a lot of jokes made. A lot of well, and sometimes there's some real problems associated with sleep and uh, and rhythm and things like that because of us setting an hour back and then later we have to do it again. Uh, but first of all, speaking of rhythm, what is the circadian rhythm?
1: Yes. So a circadian rhythm is it's actually just a set of physical, uh, mental, behavioral changes that kind of follows a 24-hour cycle. So these natural processes in our bodies, they respond mostly to like a light and dark cycle. So, and it affects all sorts of living things. So not only us as humans, but we also have circadian rhythms in animals and plants and everything. And one of our most well-known circadian rhythms is obviously our sleep and wake cycle. Mm -hmm.
0: And and clocks falling back one hour. Do you have any tips uh, for us maybe getting in shape for the switch ahead uh, or the switch back on sunday i know it's it's kind of late or early or late but what do you think
1: well in the days leading up you know as much time as you can even weeks if possible uh, one of the best things to kind of prepare yourself is obviously work on just a consistent sleep routine which is good all the time but especially leading up to the time change so including weekends um, gradually kind of start altering your bedtime too so even two to three days before this transition so Start kind of knocking back your bedtime 15, 20 minutes earlier and uh, just kind of allow your body some extra time to adapt and also try to kind of nap in moderation. So some people kind kind of can limit their napping no more than 20 minutes, and that seems to really help. And also another tip is always cutting back on caffeine too close to bedtime.
0: Oh, sure. Thanks. Uh, I I try to do that, but I drink some pretty powerful coffee early in the day. How... (laughs) How long would it, it normally take for any ill effects of of the change we're going to undergo to normalize?
1: Well, so a lot of people can kind of adapt to the change in no problem, and some people it affects harder than others. So there's actually some studies out there, Jack, that say that we we never really fully acclimate to daylight savings times. And sometimes that misalignment can become like a chronic or permanent issue. but generally for most people we can see these effects kind of subside or wear off after a few weeks
0: i hear hear a lot of talk about anti-aging devices and such like that but i'm in favor of aging because i've <laughs> i've aged <laughs> quite a while now uh, but does the aging process affect how well or how long we sleep
1: absolutely so and and just like Anything else that comes to sleep, it's everybody as aging, they affect aging affects sleep differently. So some older adults have literally no issues or disruptions in sleep. And then some you'll find they complain a lot more about getting less sleep or worse sleep quality. So We do know that as people tend to age, their circadian rhythm it it kinda shifts forward in time. So this is called in medicine like a phase advance. So many older adults kind of experience a phase advance and they experience this by getting tired earlier in the afternoon and they tend to wake up earlier in the morning. But I always point out a a really common misconception is that older adults require less sleep than younger individuals, and that's just, it's really not true. In general, all adults should aim to get at least seven hours of sleep each night.
0: We're down to about our last minute, but I find that reading my cell phone in bed at night, and by that I mean books that I subscribe to, doesn't help me sleep.
1: Yeah, that's actually a really huge issue in tablets, smartphones, yeah. TVs, laptops. They can keep our brain wired and really make it hard to wind down. So they suppress our natural production of melatonin. Is there any
0: kind of lighting for the home that can help prevent seasonal affective disorder?
1: Well, seasonal affective disorder is that type of depression that occurs each year during the fall and winter, and there's not specific lighting per se, but what many people refer to are the light boxes that can deliver a therapeutic dose of bright light. So you can find those online and in many places.
0: Boy, am I glad we ran into you. I hope we have a chance to uh, talk again. Vanessa Coulter over at Accenture, we appreciate your time.
1: Thanks for having me.